welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Litton. This episode is brought to you by Caliber Home Loans. Caliber is committed to educating military families about their VA loan benefits and bringing military families home. Get connected with them online by visiting Caliber at CaliberMilitaryLending.com. All right, so Ashley and I are back. My fabulous co-host, Miss Ashley Peebles. We're going to be talking about something really important in the midst of all this corona. We are going to be talking about mindset and why it is so important that we get our mindset in the right place. Whether or not we, we know it, our mindset really translates into how our spouses and how our kids are feeling if you have children. And it's really important while we keep cool and even heads during these very turbulent times, um, we just keep an open and positive mindset because that's what's going to get us through this. So Ashley, talk to us more about mindset. So more than anything else that I've been thinking since we started this, I've been reading things and just checking into it more than anything else. I just keep thinking that our kids are watching us. You know, they're watching how we respond to this. And more than maybe the homeschooling that we're doing, they're probably going to, not probably, they're going to remember how it felt. They're going to remember how the coronavirus, how the COVID-19 felt. They're probably not going to remember the science project that happened in the three weeks that they were homeschooled or the six weeks that they were homeschooled. They may remember school getting cut short, but more than anything, they're going to remember how it felt and the atmosphere of their house. Um, They're learning from us right now on how to respond to uncertainty, especially if your kids are younger. You know, they're watching how we react to stressful news. They're watching if we are watching Fox News all day, every day, right? Like all of us as adults, if we watch the news all day, we get really anxious. I don't, I don't think, I think that is universal. It's not just in our house. Yeah. But if I, if the news is on constantly, I am going to get a little anxious about things and I'm not an anxious person. I'm not a person that stresses. That's not my bag to hold. You know, I really feel like we were all saddled with different mountains that we've got to move and that we have to climb in life. Like all, all of our mountains are different. Stress and anxiety is not my mountain. It's not something that, um, that I was really saddled with. However, watching the news from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed will even get me a little jittery. So imagine if you're someone that really does suffer from stress and anxiety. So let's remember that. And remember that our kids are watching us and they're learning how to respond to uncertain times. And throughout their life, they're always going to be uncertain times, whether it's like us not knowing where we're going to move. Or, I mean, think about all of the big events throughout American history, whether it was Pearl Harbor, Like, I know that my grandmother remembers how it felt in Pearl Harbor. I remember how 9-11 felt. I was in college and I remember how how it felt. Of course, I remember the words. I remember what happened. But more than anything, I just remember an overwhelming feel of just uncertainty Mm -hmm. from everyone around me. I remember that my... 
I had certain professors that I could name today that were calm, cool, collected, and confident in front of us. Whether they were different at home, I don't know. But then I had the other ones that completely freaked out that they did not make me feel safe being in that classroom, right? Like they were like, I don't know, there could be another plane in the sky. And I'm like, what do you mean there could be another plane in the sky? Like it was very uncertain. And I know that as the adult in the room, I was feeding off off of, of what they were feeling. So I think if we look in this uncertain time to just make certain that we are wiring our kids for resilience and not panic, I think that's what is going to pay dividends for our country for then generations to come. I think we are writing a story today and I, we're such huge history buffs in this house. Like we love it and I'll probably even get emotional talking about it. But I love learning about the American Revolution. I love learning about why that happened. I love learning about the events leading up to Pearl Harbor. I love learning about the events leading up to 9-11. All of these big things that you think back, I think this pandemic since it's worldwide, it's going to be one of those things that our kids relate back to, that they think back to, that they remember where they were. They remember what they did more than anything. They remember how they felt. So let's wire them for resilience, mm-hmm. not wire them to panic when things, you know, kind of go a little awry. And let's make certain that whatever we're doing during the day, that we're constantly pointing back. So in our house, we we, we lean on our faith. Like we believe that the truth only comes from one thing, one person. So make sure that we're relating it back to the right things and that we're not freaking out, that we're not panicking. This is just my belief, not to push it on anyone else, but I keep thinking everyone is flipping out and they're wanting me to be scared, but you can't threaten me with heaven. I that not make any sense. Like keep trying to threaten me with that. I'm still not going to be, I'm still not going to be stressed and anxious about it. So find your foundation, found, find what you are grounded on, like where your foundation is, sink your claws into it and make sure that you show your kids where that foundation is. Help them sink their claws into that so that they don't have to be nervous, so that they don't have to be anxious. And then we can show them exactly what resilience looks like, because I will tell you that this history lover in front of you, the American people are the most resilient people in the world. And if everybody else will just stay out of our way and we will let the American people figure this out, We'll be fine. We're going to rally around small businesses. We're going to sell our houses. The housing market's going to be fine. The All of the stock markets, everything's going to go back as soon as everything calms down because we're Americans and that's what we do in times of crisis. So if we can just maybe research a little bit, maybe do a little bit of history studying with our kids because that counts as homeschool, then I think we'll feel a whole lot better about the events that we're facing today because we've been through events like this before. We've been through events that came on exactly as sudden as this. And we made it through and in every single situation came out better on the other side. Last thing, I'll shut up. We visited New York City right after 9-11. And I will tell you, that that was the kindest that I've ever seen New York City. Like I've been there a lot of times, but right after 9-11, everyone made eye contact with each other. Everyone said hi. Everyone said thank you. People were opening doors for each other. People were letting you take their cab. All of these things that just never happen in New York. So 
why we can use the exact same thing that happened right after 9-11 right now. Like we can show people on Facebook, we can stop taking pictures of empty toilet paper shelves. No one has toilet paper. It'll be fine. But stop taking pictures of the panic and stop spreading the panic and just spread more joy. Be joyful to your kids. Point out the fact that, hey, I have been praying for time to slow down for a really long time. This is it. I've always wanted you to, you know, I've always wanted to teach you how to make lumpia. Let me show you that today. So that's where my mind is. It's a lot, but I feel very strongly that this is an answered prayer in so many different ways. I love it. I love that outlook. I mean, there's no other way that you can look at it and and continue to be positive. You have to lean on your faith right now. Um, That is really the only thing that is going to get us through this. And you're absolutely right. Whether it be as a military spouse, as a business, as an industry, usually any kind of major disruption or challenge has always led to a better trajectory than what it would have been before. I mean, it really does. And so I think you're absolutely right. We've got to keep a positive mindset, um, especially for the kids. One of the things that I've really been wanting to do with my kids is this gratitude journal. And we keep gratitude journals on, okay, anytime we're going to get negative Nelly, I tell my daughter five affirmations right now. She'll make a negative comment about herself. Like, I'm not smart. You know, things that eight-year-old girls do. Mommy, you know, I can't do it. And I said, you know, we don't tolerate can't. Give me five affirmations right now. I'm smart. I'm creative. I'll figure out a way, you know. um, Good job, mama. You know, let's just keep going. Um, You know, because it is, as a parent, you have to teach those coping skills. And I think the coping skills that we can teach our kids right now is, you know, I'm not sitting in front of a TV, watching Fox News or watching any news all day long, getting anxious. As military spouses, we know we can't do that in time of war, but we'll just go insane. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, I think keeping that, that place of gratitude, anytime I get an anxious thought or just think, oh my gosh, like the, the sky is falling. You know, I go back to, you know, I have a home. I have my beautiful kids. My daughter told me yesterday, she goes, mommy, I'm just really happy that you had me. And I came out of your belly and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, okay. You know? And then she tried to ask me how she came out of the belly. And I was just like, I'm not prepared for that. All right. We're just not going to go there. That's not on the homeschool curriculum today. We're not going to talk about that today. We'll find someone else to talk to you about that. And so you know, I just think it's a blessing in disguise. And you're absolutely right. Um, If we change the way that we see this, uh, it changes the trajectory and what you focus on expands. Amen. Amen, sister. So how are you staying calm in all of this? Because you always have such a positive outlook on life. You are such a go-getter. Like you are a successful, wonderful woman who can do it all. And your husband's deployed. Also, not getting to come home like he was supposed to get to come home. Like let's not, let's throw out there for anybody else that doesn't understand. Like it's not just that Lindsay's husband is deployed. He's not going to get to come home as scheduled for the mid tour. So how are you staying calm and positive in your own headspace? And then are you doing anything different other than your gratitude journals for your kids? Like tell us about how it is around your house. But I'm thankful for, you know, Karina and I were together. So when the news broke, I wasn't alone. Um, And I'm blessed for that. Uh, I realized a lot of military spouses got the news and they were probably alone. So um, the fact that I was surrounded by people that love me, that was helpful. 
And so it, it lessened the blow. And then once I got home and we got kind of back into a routine, you're right. I mean, I watched a lot of what was happening on Facebook and it was scary. I, I got into a little bit of a hoarder mindset thinking like, oh my gosh, like we, like I can't eat my produce. There'll be no more food. And you know, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen. And then, and then, you know, that hoarder mindset lasted until last night when I said to myself, Lizzie, this is silly. You know, if I keep hoarding this food, it's going to go bad. And there's even a story in the Bible that talks about this. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on sister. Like, so I juiced my vegetables, like almost crying, like as I stuck them all in the juicer. Cause you know, it takes like five apples to give you all the juice you want. And <laughs> then I was like drinking the juice thinking like, should I save some? And then I'm like, no. And I ate a salad and, and you know, we're going to get through this. And so sometimes manna from heaven, baby, manna from heaven, we will have what we need. (laughs) We will have what we need. And, and I, and I told myself like, so we might be a new normal and, and that's okay. And I think that's what what military spouse life has prepped us all for is like military spouse life. Like plan A never works out, you know, plan B sometimes works out. It's usually C, D, E, or F that we end up with. And we're equally as happy, but sometimes plan F is way better than plan A. We would have never gotten to F had it not been some sort of major disruption. So I just keep looking at the silver lining and all of this. I keep, I think the hardest part for me was telling the kids their dad's not going to be home. Yeah. And we were counting down the days. And so, and then I got a text message on my calendar or thing on my calendar saying like, um, his flight to Boston would have happened last night. And it was like, Oh, thank you. Calendar. (laughs) (laughs) I did not need that calendar. I actually do. It's crazy. I don't know if you can see, but I immediately started sweating when you said that. (laughs) It was like, Oh, okay. All right. Uh, delete. Uh, so in the end, you know, he's, 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 safe, right? We're safe. And we have FaceTime. We've been able to chat. I think in the end, we'll have a stronger marriage because of it. The kids will have a stronger appreciation for their dad. I have a way stronger appreciation for my husband having skied with the children by myself, not realizing how heavy it is to carry ski equipment up into your hotel room by yourself while men usually don't help. So I... (laughs) They just walk by you like, oh, look at that lady struggling with all that stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I, I'm, I'm no kidding. The appreciation level, way up. You know, I just can't. All of the things, I don't know. So we lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. And when that happened, I remember everyone thinking, oh my goodness, like, how are you doing this? Like, how could you get through this? And the truth is, you just put one foot in front of the other. And you move forward. And on the other end of it, you are so much stronger. You are so much more resilient. We have so much more appreciation for everything after we lost it all than we ever did before. But at the same time, it's an appreciation for the right thing. So when storms come now, literal storms and figurative storms, but when storms come now, I never, ever sweat anything material because I've lost it all before. Um, Right during Katrina, Daniel had to be down there. He was critical personnel and I didn't hear from him for a couple of days. And I thought he was safe. I did not have that sinking feeling that he wasn't safe, but comms were down uh, and he's a comm officer. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, That means he's real busy if he can't call me. So um, as soon as I heard his voice, 
even though his voice was telling me that we no longer had an earthly possession on this planet, I was just so happy that he was okay. And I think at the end of the day, like that's you with Ruben, like he's okay. I can't believe he's not coming home. I don't need my Google calendar reminding me of all of this. You know, like you don't need any of that. But at the same time, he's okay. The kids are going to appreciate it so much more when he gets back. And I know that Katrina is not the same as this, but I do think any trials that we have in life, we can learn so much from them. And I wouldn't take back Katrina. We learned so much from that. And it made us, it made us better parents. It made us better spouses. It made us better friends. I really think it made us better people because of what we focus on now. It's just a little bit different. And when other people get really, really concerned, we're like, eh, that's what insurance is for. You know what I mean? Like we, we have actually had to use that. So, um, I'm, I'm just so in awe of how strong you are and how resilient you are. You're a wonderful mother and you're a wonderful wife and you're a wonderful business owner and you're a wonderful friend that watching you through this, it's not just your kids that are watching. It's all of us out here that love to see your face and to hear your voice. And really you're just, you're putting on a master's class on how to handle this with grace. So I'm just so thankful you're my friend. Uh, well, right back at you, sister. I mean... <laughs> I'm taking notes from you every day. Like, how does she do this? Like, how does she stay so positive? Like, how can I, you know? And I think that's what makes this podcast and all of the forums that we have where military spouses can connect and learn from each other. I mean, that's what makes the the female community so strong. I shouldn't, I shouldn't give it a, a gender, but, you know, just a spouse community. And that's what makes the spouse community so strong. So I appreciate you, lady. And I appreciate our listeners tuning into this um, through the bloopers and allowing us to be vulnerable with you and knowing that, you know, I think that's the thing that I want to, that I want to make really clear is that sure. I appear like things are going well. um, And that, you know, you don't see me crying in my kitchen, but that happens too. And, and if there's a spouse that's listening, I don't want you to think that it's rainbows and ponies at my house all the time. You know, there's been times where I've broken down and cried. I told my mom, I said, I was all fine. And I, I just don't think I like emotionally processed what was happening until two days later. And I'm in my kitchen listening to Jack Johnson, which was songs that were played. And I'll get teary eyed talking about it. But those were songs that what we used to drive around in his Jeep when we very first met. And it was just like this reminder of you were so close sister. No, I think, I think the best thing that could come out of this particular podcast is everyone seeing the vulnerability and everyone seeing that we're all exactly the same. I mean, deep down, like we're all the same. So whether it's somebody is just a total train wreck in public on Facebook or whether they tuck their crazy in nicely so that you can't see it we're all the same underneath. And no matter what, like we're going to have our, our struggle points, you know, we're going to have the things that just drive us a little bit crazier than others. We're going to have the days that are better than others. But in the end, if we just lean on each other, I don't know how I would have made it this far in life without my community, you know, oh, yeah. And whether it's the military community, whether it's our community at church or your local community, my friends, I don't know how I would have ever made it to where I am today without that. So I am just thankful that we get to have a virtual community with all of these listeners. And if they don't have anyone else in the world, they've got us and we can like be here and at least make them laugh for a little yeah. while. 
Oh yeah. I'll always be comic relief. I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. So, well, Ashley, I want to thank you so much. Um, I just think these episodes with the both of us has been so much fun. I can't wait to see what other fun concoctions we can come up with together. So thank you for sharing. Me too. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.